Deep fakes. This is in the Express. Deep fakes. AI manipulated media will be weaponized. Hello, welcome to episode 58, the part digital two. Age and, and the next subject is 21st century, with computers now at the heart of every aspect of our lives. Digitization comes with near limitless benefits, from the ease of AI automation to having the world's information at our fingertips. But the digital age also arrived with dangers, the latest of which is Chinese deepfake technology, powerful enough to trick even AI into believing doctored images are real. Deepfake technology first came to prominence via manipulated videos causing embarrassment for politicians and celebrities. But another of deepfake's applications could be far more nefarious. Military experts are waking up to the reality about a new variant of deepfakes involving ultra-satellite images of Earth, Defence One has reported. It comes as social media giants, researchers and other experts have been working to outsmart deepfake videos. According to Todd Myers of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, China is leading the way in using Generative Adversarial Networks, GAN. This is an emerging technology capable of tricking AI into seeing objects in maps or satellite photos that do not exist. Mr. Myers said the Chinese are well ahead of us. This is not classified info. The Chinese have already designed, they're already doing it right now, using GANs to manipulate scenes and pixels to create things for nefarious reasons. At scale, the article goes on, at scale it could be used to confuse military analysts into making decisions on the basis of these fake images. Mr. Myers offers the example of the enemy Jupiter computer assisted imagery analysts into reporting that a bridge crosses an important river at a given point. He added, so from a tactical perspective or mission planning, you train your forces to go to a certain route toward a bridge, but it's not there. Then there is a big surprise waiting for you. GANs are capable of learning from large data sets to recognize patterns and produce new data. GANs operate by playing a pair of neural networks against each other, with one neural network working to discern what is in the image. The other network, which has been trained on large amounts of data, then checks the other network's decisions to make sure it is correct. Many experts now rely on GANs to detect objects and understand which images are real and which are not, Defence One reports. For example, Chinese scholars once used GANs to identify infrastructure seen in satellite photos, but a growing fear is that open source images relied upon by experts and the general public alike can now easily be doctored to make objects appear to be where they are not and vice versa. Mr. Myers added, forget about the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. Imagine Google Maps being infiltrated with that purposefully. And imagine five years from now when the Tesla self-driving semis are out there routing stuff. And Andrew Horman, Deputy Director of the CIA for Digital Innovation, told Defense One, we are in an existential battle for truth in the digital domain. Because that's frankly the digital conflict we're in, in that battle space. Well... The potential of deepfakes is limitless. We reached a point long ago where seeing is no longer believing. The technology has only moved on since then and it's not too long until you won't be able to tell the difference between the real and the fake, both in terms of voice and imagery. This applies to terrorists admitting culpability for terror attacks. A deepfake video could be released on the news of a terrorist admission, in inverted commas, for an attack which justifies another West-sponsored, in other words, Britain, America, and others sponsored, and ultimately Israel-sponsored, invasion and destruction of a country in the Middle East, North Africa, or wherever else the psychopaths want to bomb next. And on that point, here's an article shortly after September the 11th, 2001. This is from December 2001. This is in The Guardian. U.S. urged to detail origin of tape. 
The White House yesterday came under pressure to give more details of the video which purports to show Osama bin Laden admitting his part in the September the 11th attacks. There was growing doubt in the Muslim world about the authenticity of the film, while special effects experts said computer technology made it possible to fake such a video. Unless the US gives more information about how the tape was found or provides more technological details about it, doubts are bound to linger. On the face of it, the video is absolute proof that proves Bin Laden's part in the murder of more than 3,000 people in the World Trade Center and Pentagon attacks. President Bush yesterday called it a devastating declaration of guilt for this evil person. The 40-minute poor-quality tape apparently shot with a camcorder shows Bin Laden telling a visiting Muslim cleric details of the planning for the attack and his delight in the carnage. According to US officials, the tape was found in a house in Jalalabad, eastern Afghanistan, and handed to the Pentagon by an unnamed personal group. Officials say Mr. Bush first watched the tape in November, but release was delayed until it could be authenticated. Independent translators were used to make sure the US could not be accused of twisting the words of the men on the film, but for many the explanation is too convenient. Some opponents of the war theorised that Bin Laden in the film was a lookalike, others claimed images of him had been manipulated. It was also pointed out that it was surprising that a man with the ability to organise the attacks on America would be naive enough to confess on tape. And some observers point out that Bin Laden appears to be wearing a ring on his right hand. In previous film of Bin Laden, released by him, he was worn no jewellery apart from a watch. Riaz Durrani, a spokesman for Jamiat Ulima Islam, which spearheaded pro-Taliban rallies in Pakistan said the videotape is not authentic. The Americans made it up after failing to get any evidence against Osama. The article goes on. Legal experts in the US said that prosecutors seeking to bring Bin Laden to justice would certainly be keen to produce the tape but might struggle to prove its authenticity. Henry Hingson, a former president of the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, said in this day and age of digital wizardry, many things can be done to alter its veracity. The article is on. On the other hand, it would be foolish to fake a video confession knowing that if Bin Laden is ever tried, his defence team will have experts pour over the video. Sean Broughton, director of the London-based production company Smoke and Mirrors, and one of Britain's leading experts on visual effects, said it would be relatively easy for a skilled professional to fake a video of Bin Laden. The first step would be to transfer images shot on videotape to film tape. Distortion or noise and graininess will be removed. A morphing package will then be used to manipulate the image on a computer screen. Using such a package, it is possible to alter the subject's mouth and expressions to fit in with whatever soundtrack is desired. The final step is to put the noise and graininess back on and transfer the doctored images onto a videotape. In a recent advert that Smoke and Mirrors made for a US insurance company, the technique was used to place Bill Clinton's head on an actor's body for comic effect. Mr. Broughton said that while it would be relatively easy to fake a Bin Laden video, to fool the top experts was much more difficult. There are perhaps 20 people in America who will be good enough to fool everybody. To find someone that good and make sure they kept quiet would probably be pretty difficult. Well, as I've said before, the technology that we see in the public arena is light years behind the technology in the hidden the intelligence networks have access to and this article was written in 2001 so what's possible today the article goes on bob crabtree editor of the magazine computer video said it was impossible to judge whether the video was a fake without more details of its source the u.s seems simply to have asked the world to trust them that it is genuine the article goes on mr bush said it was preposterous for anybody to think this tape was doctored he added, those who contend it's a farce or a fake are hoping for the best about an evil man. This is Bin Laden unedited. This is the Bin Laden who murdered the people. This is a man who sent innocent people to their death. Yeah, this is. And that's a key point, actually. 
the people who told us there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq were exactly the same people who told us the official story of 9-11. Well, this is the same George Bush who told us there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq when he knew there wasn't. Yeah, we can trust what he says. The Foreign Secretary Jack Straw insisted there was no doubt it is the real thing. Well, when you research 9-11, as I have, and I've been researching it even more recently, it's the number of holes in the official story are enormous. When you really research, it's an insult to the intelligence, the official story. But anyway, I'll get into that on another day. So when you look at this technology, even in 2001, never mind what exists now, political leaders could be set up to have made a statement when they haven't, which justifies advancement of another branch of the elite's agenda. Celebrities could be made to retract politically incorrect or political statements they've made when in truth they fully stand by their original real statement and how would anybody trust the public denial that these statements were made people would just see it as backtracking this has implications for the alternative media and those seeking to circulate information challenging the official narrative of world events and changes in society i've said before that the goal of the frenzied censorship not least through silicon valley internet giants which i talk about in episode 27 and political correctness taking hold of society as it has is to reach a point eventually where nobody ever sees or hears anything challenging the official narrative. Deep fakes are the next level whereby it becomes virtually impossible to distinguish the truth from fake without actually talking to the people in question in person. People challenging the official narrative and communicating information and evidence to prove the official story of whatever subject is not true could be seen to have made some form of outrageous statement through deepfake technology created by the intelligence arena to discredit them, and by implication, their work. I've always had a problem with this idea. What difference does it make what someone believes or does in their own time? If what they say is true on one or more subjects, then it's true. What they do and believe outside of that is irrelevant. It doesn't change the facts. The idea behind deepfakes is to rely on the public's natural tendency to judge the message by the messenger or the discredited messenger in this example. This is how the elite Zionist anti-hate groups work who try to discredit people communicating information challenging and exposing Israel and elite Zionism. I'll talk about this in episode 10. Another level to this is AI generated and controlled deepfakes whereby AI is creating deepfakes at will without humans even being involved. This is sentient AI which doesn't exist in the public arena yet, although they're getting closer to it, but I say it's existed for a long time beyond that. AI in the public arena is already so advanced that it can create AI more advanced than human-created AI. So how advanced will it be beyond the public arena already, and especially by the time deepfakes become as advanced in the public arena as I'm talking about now, and as commonly used as I'm talking about now? At that point, without meeting someone in person, you'll never know whether someone has actually said something or not. Even then, on certain occasions, some of the public will see an in-person denial statement as backtracking. Oh, you're just saying you didn't say that, but we saw you say it. How will anyone defend themselves in court when the evidence is so readily available and compelling? How will a dissident of the system of authority defend themselves? Someone that the authorities would rather was thrown behind bars. These are the possibilities with deep thinks. When you add all this together with the military applications talked about in the article, deepfakes are really something we need to keep a watch on. In terms of deciphering the truth from the fake, 
Knowing the agenda helps, as this will allow you to judge by the motivation behind the deep think. Would this person really be saying this, given the agenda? Given the network of people around them, if they're a political leader? It helps to find the needle in the haystack, as it were. And detailing the agenda is the point of pay-per-view. The final subject of this episode is... Two child limit will put 300,000 more children into poverty by the time universal credit is fully rolled out, charity warns. Tens of thousands more children will be tipped into poverty by the time universal credit is fully rolled out because of the government's two child limit, a charity has warned. On the second anniversary of the policy, Child Poverty Action Group has claimed an additional 300,000 children will be living in poverty by the time the new benefit payment is fully implemented in 2023-24. The two-child limit, which restricts child allowances and universal credit and tax credits to the first two children in the family, has already affected about 150,000 families with children aged under two, according to CPAG. It does not apply to third or subsequent children born before the policy was introduced in April 2017. Those in kinship care, adopted children or third or subsequent children conceived as a result of non-consensual sex. CPAG warned 43% of children in families with three or more children already live below the poverty line compared to a 30% child poverty rate overall. Two-thirds of families affected will be working, it said, and many families who are not claiming tax credits or universal credit when they decided to have their third child will be affected by the two-child limit if they fall on difficult times, such as becoming unable to work due to illness or losing their partner. A single parent with three children working 16 hours per week on the national living wage of £8.21 per hour would have to more than double their hours to 37 per week or even more if they need to pay for childcare to compensate for the effect of the two-child limit, according to the charity. The organisation has also claimed the policy breaches the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child and unlawfully discriminates against children because it no longer treats them as worthy of individual consideration for entitlement to subsistence benefits. Alison Garnham, Chief Executive of Child Poverty Action Group, said the government recognises that investment in the early years is crucial for children's development, yet the result of current policies is that the face of poverty is getting younger, with the latest figures showing that 53% of poor children are aged under 5. The two-child policy is out of step with our national commitment to children and to family life. It is forced in misery on families, with the parents telling us they can't afford basics like baby milk, nappies, clothes for their children or transport, to take sick children to medical appointments. It should be abolished in line with our shared belief that every child matters. A spokesperson of the Department for Work and Pensions said the two-child policy ensures fairness between claimants and taxpayers who support themselves solely through work. Appropriate exceptions and safeguards are in place and we recently announced that the policy won't be applied retroactively for children born before 6th of April 2017. We remain determined to tackling child poverty and we're taking action to help families with the cost of living, including increasing the national living wage and doubling free childcare for three and four-year-olds. Universal Credit is a new benefit which rolls six individual benefits into one monthly payment, including employment and support allowance, job seekers allowance, housing benefit and child tax credit. However, the scheme has proved highly controversial with some critics arguing delays in payments when leaving some claimants at risk of homelessness and destitution. Well, Universal Credit bundles six benefits into one, as it says there in the article. Ultimately, not to make the process of benefits more streamlined so people receive benefits all in one, but because Universal Credit, as I've said before, is planned to be at least the model for how the planned one-world currency, electronic currency only, no cash, would work, and this plays into the Hunger Games society, which I talk about in episode 4. People are in absolute poverty, and this may very well involve a massive global financial crash that would make the one in 2008 look like a test run to bring about this situation where everyone is in poverty except the elite, 
and to survive it will be suggested that everyone will be allocated universal credit currency which will be enough to survive but not much more which sounds good but the scam is that continuing to be credited with your weekly and monthly allowance will be entirely dependent on you not challenging or exposing authority government world events etc so creating a system of total dependence and dependence means control is the idea of course this policy will discourage some parents from having more than two children so they can support the children they already have in china of course there's the one child policy where the government requires parents to avoid having more than one child or they face fines this plays into the depopulation agenda the reason for which i explain in episode 20 one of the most effective ways of achieving depopulation is obviously to stop so many people being born the official line on policies like china's one child policy is that it's to combat overpopulation when the real reason is depopulation one of the biggest contributors to overpopulation in the west or closing in on overpopulation in the west at least is migration into europe caused to a large extent by the west invading endless countries in the middle near east and north africa and regime changing endless countries i've talked about migration in episodes 12 21 23 and 40 as well as other episodes and isn't it interesting at the same time that policies like this are being talked about and benefits cut and slashed and things that have happened in recent years that have affected people in poverty or have driven people into poverty invasions and conflicts abroad on manufactured pretexts and manipulated manufactured demonization of leaders or countries like iran and russia to justify further conflict is happening because there's always money for war and conflict how many times do you hear a political leader say we can't go to war or we can't invade this country because we can't afford it when has that ever happened but there's never enough to help people there's never enough for people in poverty there's never enough for people who are sick there's never enough for people who are suffering more than that benefits get cut as i've just said because as i keep saying society is agenda driven not people driven this whole situation is an example of what i call the inversion invasion whereby so many things in society in the world in general are inverted from the way they should be and that's because we live in a society run by people who give psychopaths a bad name to borrow a phrase i've heard i would call the people who run this world evil but evil would probably sue me for defamation of character and when you understand the mentality really running society and the agenda they are working towards then society comes into clarity and that's what pay-per-view is all about so that's it for this week that's the news that's the contesting connections that's pay-per-view more to come next week until then goodbye